You're with Julian on the Brown Note on Radio Northern Beaches and a review of the movie Total Recall. Now, for those who aren't as old as I am, uh, Total Recall came out, I think, the end of the 80s, and it was at the time when Arnie was the biggest superstar in cinema. And I remember it very clearly because um, it's now regarded as a classic science fiction movie. And in some definitions of the word classic, such as in it occupies a unique space or that it's well-remembered, then it is a classic. It is also a crappy movie, and it was never a particularly good movie, so don't let anyone tell you differently. The main thing about the original Total Recall is I remember watching Terminator 2, which preceded it, and Terminator 2 was the most expensive film anyone had ever made. And people walked out of the cinema after Terminator 2 with their chins on the floor. Forget Avatar or what that meant to audiences now. It was mind-blowing. And that was beaten with Total Recall being even more expensive. But my overriding impression of Total Recall is how cheap it looked, how set-bound it looked, how plasticky. And it wasn't a great film. Um, Arnie couldn't act, obviously, and he was much more fun as the Terminator than trying to be a real character, but he was kind of iconic. Sharon Stone was really good as this uh, coquettish minx uh, who's evil, and lots of guys were pretty... uh, eyes popped out of their head when she was on screen, and that was the first film that anyone I remember her from. And they also had that B-movie star that's in everything as well. And what the movie had going for it was a great screenplay, and a really cool story which sort of pounded along. And the other thing it had going for it is Paul Verhoeven, who's not a good film director, but he is completely basket case insane. And he directed Showgirls, and he's directed lots of really, really out there films. So he constantly jagged out in really random directions, and there's lots of iconic sequences and lots of very memorable things. It wasn't a great film, though, and they've remade it. Uh, the director's Len Wiseman, and it's um, out... Last week, I think, Len Wiseman gets uh, hate already for being married to one of the stars of the movie, Kate Beckinsale. Um, It's from the short story by Philip K. Dick, We Can Remember It For You Wholesale. And I think in the original story, it ends with the character going to recall and finding out he was a secret agent. So it's this guy in a dystopian future um, not that far away, but in the original one with Arnie, he um, ends up going to, he's a construction worker and he goes to this agency that can give you a holiday mentally and you can choose to be a secret agent and they plug it into your brain and you have all these memories of all these cool things happening to you and he wanted to be a secret agent on Mars. Unfortunately, when he was there, it triggers the fact in his memory that he really was a secret agent on Mars, and uh, and that's where the rest of the movie heads off. Uh, This takes quite a different tack, actually. It's got the same story in thematic ways, but it's got very different actuality with regards to the setting. Uh, This one stars uh, Colin Farrell as the same character, Douglas Quaid, who's a povo. And it's the thing I love about this movie most is its premise and its setup, which is it's got the whole world split into two camps. All of the poor people, all of the uh, criminals or the accused, all of these people live on Australia, <laughs> which is so unbelievably funny. Uh, and the, Australia is called The Colony, uh, which is even better. And all of the wealth and all of the power uh, live in 
the what is now the United States of Britain uh, in the north, and everywhere else on the planet's been decimated by chemical war. Um, so these are the only two livable bits on the planet, and it's got very sort of relevant themes about overpopulation and and economic welfare and all of this. And it, in in this way, it's it reminded me most of the Hunger Games. It's got that very dystopian feel to it, um, more so than the original. <coughs> excuse me. The Arnie version didn't really map out what the dystopia was and how society worked. But this has a really neat concept of um, all of this cheap labour coming from Australia on this uh, wonderful device, this gravity train that drops down from Australia and accelerates with gravity towards the Earth's core and then zooms out the other side in the UK. And that's where all the cheap labour comes from and that's where these workers go back and forth. And uh, Colin Farrell's married inexplicably despite the fact he's got no money and lives in a shoebox apartment to English actress Kate Beckinsale who takes the Sharon Stone role but she does it very differently Sharon Stone was pure evil in the original Total Recall and uh, Kate Beckinsale's a much more um, she thinks she's doing the right thing she's just a basically a, an agent and she's, she thinks she's on the right side so he is living a terrible life and he's miserable so he goes to Recall and he wants to have these memories of her great holiday as a secret agent, which he, not a holiday, but as an action adventure as a secret agent. And that's when things go terribly wrong for him. And um, that's when the outside world comes into play, and particularly the, what Kate Beckinsale represents her agency and the powers that be get a hold of him. And this is a display. And that was the voice of Brian Cranston, who is currently starring in Breaking Bad's final series, split annoyingly Harry Potter-like into two, which is very annoying as it's coming to the end, and um, Breaking Bad is the greatest TV show of all time. Um, and he's a villain, and he's very good. I think he's the best character in the film. And basically, the it follows very, very similar sort of plot points, even though the environment's very different, to the original Total Recall. So... Uh, the Colin Farrell character's actually much more of um he's he's a, a an ex secret agent and he's had his memory wiped and he's and the world um, is basically dominated by this very totalitarian uh, capitalist regime and they just use the Australian side of things for cheap labour and there's this terrorist organisation who are actually freedom fighters trying to get a better deal. And it's the same as the original. The, um, the government's trying to find where the leader of this organisation is to stop these terrorist attacks and to crush any public support. So they, use, they were using Farrell as an undercover agent. And at some stage, he's been um, wiped off the grid and had his memory wiped. And this has brought it all back, which is very similar to the original. Um, and it goes from there following the same sort of route where he ends up um, meeting Jessica Biel. It's not a bad film for men. It's got Kate Beckinsale and Jessica Biel as the two female leads in it. And Jessica Biel is a character from the time when Colin Farrell actually switched allegiances from the government to joining this freedom-fighting organisation. And the, and, the, and the story follows virtually the same route as the original film. Now, it's got absolute pasting from critics it's sitting on about three out of ten average score on rotten tomatoes which is an aggregate site and it's nowhere near that bad i was expecting it to be terrible the only real in fact its biggest success and its biggest failure is it hasn't got paul verhoeven directing it 
it's a better film than the original because it hasn't got him directing it, but it hasn't got anything that's excitingly jutting out of it and madcap and zany and off the wall like he would bring to it. It's a pretty flat film. And that's pretty well demonstrated by the lead performance by Colin Farrell, who's totally competent. But I've seen him in probably his better films, like um, Minority Report, Phone Booth, and In Bruges especially. And he's always very impassioned, and he's been brilliant in those three films. And here he's a lot flatter. Kate Beckinsale is probably the main female lead ahead of Jessica Biel. And she's pretty rotten at first, but I actually thought she was the second best person in it by the end um she dominates the film quite often and is really really quite good i'm always in two minds about her whether they're just you know it's hard not to look at her and be distracted but she and she looks good in this she looks better than the underworld movies and ironically the director len wiseman is not only her husband but also directed the underworld movies i saw underworld 4 recently and it is dire absolutely terrible um jessica bill crops up from about the halfway stage and she's she's totally competent i'm really surprised you look at how light her filmography is and given the way she looks and the fact she's always competent in everything i've seen um i'm surprised she hasn't been in more movies but brian cranston's probably i'd have to say i don't know if brian cranston's better but he's very good as a villain in this he's not a vaudeville villain He's not camp or comic. He actually comes across like a very high-powered businessman or a very slick politician. And this film is so derivative of other movies. It's incredibly derivative of Minority Report. And if you're going to be derivative as a sci-fi movie, that's probably the best sci-fi film of the modern era. And there's even fan worship from that film. Uh, And the other film it's quite close to is Hunger Games, given the whole dystopian Uh, society structure of the movie and also a little bit Blade Runner particularly at the start and um, a little bit that uh, Justin Timberlake film In Time that came out uh, last year which had very dystopian themes and the downtrodden working class and that had a brilliant setup but it was a terrible movie by the end this is a much better movie than that it makes subtle references to the original film which I really really appreciated say for instance the iconic scene with the with Arnie passing through customs dressed as this woman in this amazing suit where his head comes off is beautifully referenced by a woman looking exactly like that being ahead of Colin Farrell in the customs queue and there's another pivotal scene in the original Total Recall where a bead of sweat appearing on someone's face is pivotal and in this one it's a a teardrop and there's all these sort of subtle things going on it's nowhere near as bad as I thought it would be it was entirely enjoyable pretty flat um the visuals and the effects are excellent it cribs from minority report left right and center and some of it even looks like it is minority report um and it's not in the same ballpark as that film and it sort of tapers off a little towards the end it's more exciting for the first half of the movie and some have complained that the denouement isn't as satisfying as it should be but it's still pretty cool Um, and I actually quite like this movie so I was very surprised that's Total Recall instead of the uh, average six out of uh, three out of ten I'm going to give it six out of ten you're with Julian on the brown note and Purity Ring from their recent debut album Shrines and Oberdia 